Hi, this won't be the usual intro. It's it's me, <laughs> progenitor of the worst takes, Sam. Almost the worst person to helm this, but Tom's away on some kind of disgusting work thing. So we're we're just raw dogging it, man. I mean, just we to be clear, to... right, Ed? You and I need to keep Sam as suppressed as possible during this entire operation because I can, otherwise... I can only agree. We're trying to do a tight ninety here. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'm... like a solid twenty-five of that'll be like ums and uhs from me. Okay. Well, how about you start umming and ahhing about the New York Giants and their crazy defeat to uh, Washington team? Crazily disappointing. Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brit. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom. The New York Giants played the Washington football team uh, last night. Is that how that works out? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. We call it last um, night. It might not be last night when it reaches your ears, but for us, it was last mm, night. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. Um, I I had a bad time watching it. I had a good time for a period, um, and then it um, it all turned to shit. Um, that fucking Dexter Lawrence offside. Between that and the. Darius Slayton like dropped touchdown. There was a, there was also a pretty big run, kind of negated by a penalty, which was, dare I say, <laughs> spurious. Ticky tacky. Um, but yeah, this was this was a game that the Giants, by any measure, should have won. Um, for it, those for those it, not in the know, the Giants did not win. Uh, Washington thirty twenty nine. I know. Uh, after Dexter Lawrence, who had one assisted tackle all game, jumped off sides on the final second uh, field goal attempt from Dustin Hopkins, which went wide, gave him a second chance, banged it through. Yeah, Darius Slayton had an absolutely horrible drop. You could say it was maybe like a slight overthrow from Daniel Jones, but that was absolutely no excuse. Yeah, he's the uh, only guy in for five yeah, yards yeah. in any direction. Yeah, no, no excuse. And uh, yeah, I thought, funnily enough, the Giants blew it pretty badly. But I thought Daniel Jones had probably one of the better games I've seen him play in New York. Yeah, I feel this is. I mean, it doesn't say a lot that this is kind of. I think a lot of people would agree the ceiling for Daniel Jones. Kind of, he had like. I mean, I don't know if you guys would have a different opinion on this, but I mean, his his production has been so patchy of late, or not of late, the, the entire time he's been in the fucking league. <laughs> uh, like, I so I'm I'm a bit hesitant to to pull this as a an upside to this game, but. Like the he rushed, not rushed. He had like you know two hundred and fifty just under yards passing, and had like ninety yards rushing. 
Yeah, he had 95 yards rushing on nine carries. Yeah, <laughs> uh, throwing the ball, he was 22 of 32 for 249 in the touchdown. And probably most importantly, no turnovers, either yeah. through the air or, or on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Earlier, he has wheels. Earlier in our, in our chat, I said that Daniel Jones's ceiling was Alex Smith, but maybe a more accurate thing to be, his ceiling is Marcus Mariota, because Mariota had wheels. Yeah, well, I was saying, like, maybe his ceiling could just be a mobile Alex Smith, which I think is just Marcus Mariota. Um, he had, he, his, his passing looked good. He had some zip on them, and they were actually. Just, no, but it was this always, is what it's been was, like for the last, like, three years. He had a it's lot like, of throws such... in front of the sticks, right? Yeah. And that was frustrating. But overall, I don't think you can blame this loss on him. Oh, God, think, no. Yeah, Washington, Taylor Heineke played pretty well. Um, yeah. He threw for 336 yards. I also uh, don't think you can blame the win. Game. I also don't think you can blame the win on Heineke, though. It was one of those games. Yeah. Do, do you I guys mean, feel yeah. differently about Taylor Heineke knowing that he's 28 years old? Um. Yeah, I found that out relatively recently. <laughs> I can't say I feel any differently about him as a player. Uh, as a person <laughs> well isn't he like a uh, staunch republican yeah yeah but, he uh, also wore a like primark fleetwood mac shirt to a press conference well there's 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 nothing wrong with that but what, <laughs> what do you think his favorite album is first max do you know a fleetwood fleetwood mac album uh but, uh yeah the one where they're sitting down on the you, cover you rat bastard <laughs> Yeah, I know. My fiance would kill me for that. Have you listened to Rumours? Uh, uh, yeah, it's called Rumours, right? And it's got uh, The Chain is on there. And wow. Voices? Is that right? Dreams? What, what's it called? Listen, you shouldn't have to ask. You should know what's on Rumours. Well, they don't call they don't call me Fleetwood Max, so... <laughs> <laughs> right, they we've... did. They were... Another thing that I just... The last point I want to hit on this game was... Well... Two last points. It was an absolute exhibition of kicking until uh, Hopkins missed. But um, yeah, let's obviously... let's just take a second to to give Graham Gano the praise that he's earned. Twenty-two fantasy points for Graham Gano, I think. And, and um... I'm over here with fucking Blankenship. <laughs> Five field right, goals over fifty rod... yards. Hot ro- Hotty Roddy is a ride or die kicker. I don't care. You want drop. <laughs> we should add him to the list of undroppable players in, in fantasy. But um, the other thing was we we were expounding, or I was expounding the values of the Washington defensive line before the game, and uh, they mm. let me down quite badly. <laughs> they, <laughs> Jonathan, they, I mean, to be fair, they had um, I think they had four sacks, but they, I mean, Danny Danny Dines had plenty of time to do what he wanted to do, so. Yeah, we'll see. I don't feel differently about either of these teams again. I just, I feel, uh, I feel like my um, uh, Daniel Jones will be the passing yards leader of the (laughs) NFC East prediction might go down in glorious flames, but I feel like Washington are just kind of a Giants two point oh, kind of what the the what few positives you can take from any Giants game you can take from a Washington game in twofold I I just feel 
We're going to get outmatched. So we are getting outmatched so quickly in this division. In this division. <laughs> you are very uncharacteristically low on your giants today. Is it? Nah. Uh, every time <laughs> I see Daniel Jones' sweet, angelic face, it makes me think that maybe it can be better one day. And then I look at the results and reality just hits me with a hammer blow. What So, yeah. I, to, so to pull back the curtain a little bit for the listeners, earlier... To part the kimono. Yeah, to part the kimono... Um, we've been talking about Kadarius Tony on the group chat, and I just wanted to get your—I wanted to get your thoughts for the listeners on that before we move on. So, on his development, that bastard. <laughs> I don't—I don't know what the fuck he wants. Like, are we supposed to give him snaps over like Sterling Shepard? So, for the listeners, apparently he's done a. Apparently he's done an interview where he went off on the Giants saying that he deserved more touches despite, you know, this is like game two of his potential pro career. He's done nothing of note. He deserves more touches like I deserve a better team. Get fucked. He can get in the bin. Also, so can Kenny Golladay. Don't want him. It was the worst move they possibly could have made. Least productive shittiest person they could have gotten hold of at the time. It's like, oh, Tony O'Brien isn't available. Get Kenny G in there. <laughs> right. Awful franchise. Sam, would you like to have a glass of water before you continue? <laughs> you just that need to... Live in the dirt. <laughs> you... Alright, you need to stop... We need to stop talking about the Giants or Sam's going to come down with a bad case of the vapours. It's true. It is true. All right. Then All right. We'll... Right. If we're trying to keep this under a tight ninety, do you want to speed run a couple of previews? We can speed run a couple of previews. Yes. Jags, Broncos. Should we start with one of the most speed runnable previews imaginable? Jags um, Broncos is a very very speed runnable. Urban Meyer's last game as Jags head coach <laughs> <laughs> before he takes I the US job. Let's not hold it against him that he was undone by high guard. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Who wouldn't? Who, yeah, exactly. And uh, David Cully, masterclass. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> For this game, really? <laughs> the, Broncos, the Broncos should really walk this game, but what's going to be key is how badly do the Jags lose? Because if they lose really badly, you're like, hello, this is something now. But if they only lose slightly badly, it's like, well, you know, they're no worse than the Giants, which is still obviously an issue, but manageable. They need to show signs of life after the first week. They need to show that they're learning from their mistakes. <laughs> the New York Giants. Manageable concern. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question about Houston? Yeah. We're not talking about Houston. I know. <laughs> sorry, to go back. Yeah. Do you want to start talking about Houston? <laughs> All right, I just we'll talk about Houston when it's game time. Sorry, I got the wrong end of the stick. What are we talk about? Jags Broncos. <laughs> the most forgettable game of the week. About week one. I was yeah. I mean, I'm thinking <laughs> about week. I'm thinking about week two now. I'm thinking Jags Broncos. As long as I see Teddy XL, that's all I need. He should do because I don't think this Jags defense is going to be able to heat him up at all. No, and uh, oh, Trevor Lawrence is going to face a stern probably. In theory, a sterner test than the Texans' defense that he threw three picks against. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. The Broncos the Broncos have a chance to really make a statement of intent here. Like well, we know we have Teddy, but take us seriously, please. We can pound the Jaguars. That's the minimum <laughs> that's the minimum please. we need to do to uh, be taken seriously, right? The the problem is that an actively tanking team just pounded the Jaguars, so I don't think that like I, the, it's, it's no barometers. He needs a hit at QB. <laughs> all right, so we're, we're all thinking the Broncos for this one, right? Let me just check the things. It's a Broncos sweep across the board. Yeah, yeah, more so than any other prediction this week. Um, another speed runnable game we got here: Jets Patriots. You think Jets Patriots is speed runnable? I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, but yeah, in the grand um, scheme of things, are these two teams going to be in our lives in January? No. We'll see. But I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I want to see, see the Jets get better. I want to see what steps Zach Wilson... I mean, Zach Wilson took a pretty significant step between the two halves of the game last week. Yeah. Um, and the Patriots, you know, they had a couple of killer fumbles. The Dolphins are probably quite a well-drilled group, so... I don't know. The Jets did not look like a well-drilled group at the start of last week, so we'll see. This is the kind of game where you think that the Patriots' defense is going to bring an awful lot of different looks and a lot of heat to Zach Wilson, and it's up to him to see how he deals with it. Yeah. Um, Going to grill that burrito real good. (laughs) (laughs) Word from the Jets, by the way, is that Mackay Becton will miss uh, between four and six weeks with a dislocated knee. Yeah, considering how he went off. Yeah, I think that's... Imagine getting surgery in your knee and then playing in an NFL game with like maybe four weeks later. That is ridiculous. Max, it's only keyhole. It's only like getting a splinter out. Yeah, sorry, Sam. Imagine if you... Okay, so on the other on the other hand, imagine if you got a splinter and they said you'll be out for maybe four to six weeks. That'd be nuts. <laughs> of course, I suppose it's a bit different if they're getting out a splinter of the bone, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. he's got a splinter. His femur splintered into his thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if they said to you, "Oh, yeah, we, we've we're giving you four to six rests after this, but then after after that, you've got to go and have eighty snaps against Chase Young." You'd be like, "Yeah." Mm. After <laughs> that, you have to wrestle a man for one hundred and twenty minutes. Also, you're like six foot eight, so everything you do is a massive chore. <laughs> so, as our toll correspondent, how do you? How do you appreciate um, the slur that just I, came from Max? If I'm honest, I don't appreciate the the insinuation. It that... wasn't a slur, but it was a microaggression. It's a slur, a bloody <laughs> slur. <laughs> I tried to blame my dislocated ankle at the pub on being taller and thus having a lower center of gravity. Um, and my mum called me a twat. <laughs> Justifiably so. What's your mum? What's your mum saying about Mackay Beckton? Um, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, anyone we're looking out for in this game? I reckon Jacoby Myers could be one to watch. Jacoby yeah, Myers, the... one to watch for the Patriots, absolutely. Johnny Smith had a. They wanted. They wanted to use Johnny Smith in a lot of different situations. He. I reckon they could. I, I want to make a prediction for this game. Johnny Smith will score a long. Longer than twenty yard touchdown off of a bubble screen. I will just say this right now: he is questionable to play. Nah, he'll be there. <laughs> so even with that, even with that information and knowledge, you still 
Still think Johnny Smith scored okay, a long if, bomb. If, if he plays, if he plays, watch right. the bubble screen that he, they take for a touchdown. Okay, I know. I, I, I like that. Um, one of the guys that I want to bring up is uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers, the um, the Jets inside lineman. It feels like he's the guy who they wanted uh, Lenny Williams to be. Like he is. I was gonna say I, I know so little about the Jets. Yeah, I know you love the Jets' interior defensive line, but I was like, I know so little about this. He said he was an interior lineman, and I was like, which side? <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. Sorry. Interior D line. My mum, my mum's on a seventies weekend at Butlins. Uh, so she, and the she concept of Mackay Beckton now. The concept of Mackay Beckton could not be further removed from the 70s weekend at Butlins. Um, <laughs> you think Mackay Beckton likes chic? I think. If he's, uh, if he's a real man, he does. Right. Okay. Are there, any, are there any other games that we could smash out? For the listeners, we have all picked Patriots against the Jets. We have all picked the Broncos against the Jags. How, how do you guys feel about Bills at Dolphins? You know, I picked the Dolphins to win that game. Uh, Famously, mm. given your support of Tua, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, given my support of given my support of the Dolphins' defense, I don't. I think it's going to be an ugly game, probably similar to the games that they both played in Week One. A lot of defense, probably a grinding win. Not much going on in the run game, and like fifty-four percent completion rate to the air. Both of these teams' defences, I think, are superior. Well, are you saying that Miles Gaskin versus Devin Singletary is not a clash of the Titans at running back? Yeah, well, I won't be writing home about it from my 70s weekend at Butlins, so <laughs> we'll have to see. I think, I think um, you know, the, I said the, you know, I'm doubling down on my bills won't be that good take. Um <laughs> But I also I also said the Dolphins wouldn't be that good. Like I had the Dolphins ranked unnaturally low compared to everyone else in my rankings. So I'm not really high on either of these teams. Um, we'll, we'll we'll have to see if the if the Bills put in another ugly show and lose, then it's concern time because Week One can sometimes be an extension of the preseason, especially when for teams that don't play their starters, for example. But yeah, you lose two in a row. That's a pattern. Just <laughs> um, in so... before, in before the Twitter account for when the Bills win, can we tweet a uh, the Dolphins Rose Royce because Josh Allen just took them to the car wash. Jesus Christ! My God, man, how much have you had? Do you? Um, I'm on my fifth. Max. Yeah. For the record, um, when. Wait, do, you, do you remember when we went on the uh, our, our friends, the Draft Punks, and uh, we, yeah, we helped them I, in their sort of big draft draft extravaganza type thing? Did, I wasn't there, but I have heard tales. Did you know that afterwards, two separate people messaged me to ask if Sam was high? <laughs> Physically, from the ground, or like under... Uh, the effects of like a psychoactive chemical. It was. I do have a psychotropic flat, and I am extremely kind of want for some psilocybin. <laughs> right. Well, we'll save that one for the psilocybin pod. 
which we'll do out of sheer boredom after week 12. Um, just <laughs> Can to you see imagine what watching the Super Bowl on mushrooms? Yeah, well, I think it'd probably be like the... I think if I, if I, think if I did like take a bunch of mushrooms, I probably wouldn't really want to sit there and watch a four-hour-long <laughs> spectacle of gridiron. I think I'd rather like go out and look at some things, you know? Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, just take some mushrooms and really just get in there with that O-line play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like... That's, that's like... It's like... It's just like railing a bunch of coke and then drawing up like... <laughs> Growing up sweet run plays is basically the NFL experience of the 60s, right? So, and 70s and 80s and Johnny Manziel well into the 2010s. But yeah, I don't know. I think Dolphins versus Bills is going to be a grinder and we probably will all want of some psychoactive substances to help us get through it. That's my big prediction. Hey. Yeah. It, it all depends how you experience it. It, it it will be a grinder. You feed some you feed some good meat through that grinder, then <laughs> you've got a sausage. <laughs> this is going to be an absolute sausage of a game. I'll tell you that much. And not oh, a not a pleasant, not the good kind. Yeah, but a sausage with rather high fat content. <laughs> well, not bears, high bears, bears, bears versus Bengals. <laughs> What percentage fat content will this Bears Bengals game have? Uh, depends how much um, Andy Dalton well, was subjected Randy to. Bullock doesn't play for the Bengals anymore, does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. So it's gonna be it's gonna be much leaner than previously. <laughs> Leave yeah, Fat Randy alone. Big guy. Leave Fat Randy alone. Big bones, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault. His surname's Bullock, and he's a little bit overweight. And his foot, and his first name's Rand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and he's a kicker. I mean, come on, that guy's ripe to take the piss out. Of. Randy. Bears <laughs> <laughs> versus Bengals. Are we going to get fireworks in this game? It's the Andy Dalton revenge game. For Christ's sake! <laughs> oh I, yeah. I can only hope that the Bengals were as exciting as they were in in Week One. They weren't even that excited. No. Mild kind of proficiencies. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to our numerous Bengals fans for this take, but the Vikings kind of beat themselves, and the Bengals were just there last week. Oh, never would I think that I'd hear a take that the Vikings did this to themselves rather than being bested by another team. You're burying the lead though, because. The fact that the Bengals were close enough that the oh, Vikings yeah. took the... it away was a vast improvement on years gone by. <laughs> That's true. The Bengals deserve to win, which is not a game you could say, like, deserve to win against a team, a team who would consider a contender, which is far removed from previous Ooh. Bengals discussion. Yeah. Would you consider the Vikings a contender? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. How many Can Bengals losses can they take? You know, it really depends what they're competing for. <laughs> um, but the, the Bengals, friendship. no, they're well out of the question for that. The Bengals, for me, looked competent, which was good. The Bears were competent, but I think I give the edge to the Bengals because they simply have a better offense right right now. They've got better offensive pieces than the Bears yeah. do right I mean, now. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree, but I'd love to be proved wrong. Like, Justin Justin Fields is like 
is an exciting concept, but it's almost like whether he's good or not is like a different question right now. It's like yeah. <laughs> we want to find out if he's good or not. You know, like, I mean, we know he's not playing, right? Uh, well, they they plan to use him as a gadget player, and I just I, I, I hate it. I hate the because the go good quarterback. Well, the problem is the the gadget players in my memory. The times where teams have drafted a quarterback and then be like, oh, we'll use this guy as a gadget. Um, Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco didn't work. They were the pioneers. (laughs) Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts didn't work. So, like, I don't understand. It's not like, oh, no, not a... Yeah, but maybe Matt Nagy can be the guy to get it right. It's not Matt Nagy, it's Bill Lazor, lest we forget. Oh, it's the Bill Lazor revenge game as well, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's heavy revenge from Andy Dalton and Bill Lazor, so it's unlikely Justin Fields will even see the field. If only I knew where to, what I could do with this guy, whose name is Justin Fields. <laughs> if only there was a subtle message in his name, a message to Matt Nagy on what to do, but I guess not. <laughs> Well, they've got they've got to get the decent money for Andy Dalton that they paid him. They have to get their money's worth, so he's got at least two more starts in him. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. So Bill Lazor was there twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen as the QB coach and the OC. So huge, huge stakes for this. I reckon whoever loses this, I genuinely. Actually, if the Bengals lose it, uh, it's like fine. If the Bears lose this game, my opinion of them would probably take a bit of a blow because I kind of expect them to be able to beat a team like this. Like I expected the Vikings, so I don't know. Maybe the Bengals are better than we give them credit for. Maybe. You can only hope. Okay. All right. Where are we off to what next? You're asking me uh, where we're off to next? Panthers Saints? Oh, yeah. Is this in Carolina or Jacksonville? Uh, I believe it's in. Let's see here. I wish I knew because Google it is taking place at Bank of American Stadium, which is in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, to be fair, that's you know, it doesn't really matter if if the Saints because the Saints are kind of away no matter what, aren't they? So yeah, mm. but then you could also you uh, could argue that Panthers fans would travel down, but. But the, Pan- yeah, uh, the Panthers have always kind of been Saints North anyway, haven't they? So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens in this game. Like neither both quarterbacks almost flattered to deceive last week. Like Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns, but Kamara did like all the legwork. Um, Jameis had like I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like ninety yards, four touchdowns, which is ridiculous sam donald um i don't think sam donald's really a, a good quarterback we'll have to see i'm in agreement i, I disagree with this <laughs> with all of my desperate heart i'd like to see some evidence that he's a good quarterback and then i'll start believing it i've yeah, not seen i'd like to see some evidence that aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback in the year of 2021 our lord but... you mean when you say the year of 2021 you mean the season of 2021 because he has been a good quarterback in the the Gregorian calendar year, I'm, I'm I'm not used to teams having postseasons. Give me a break. Oh, sorry, mate. Gal <laughs> um, Town. You're t- you're, in your lifetime, your teams won two Super Bowls and been to a third. 
Get, ah, get I started watching football in 2013. <laughs> your, te- your, your team is going to be playing in January this year, aren't they? Um... Unless, unless their week 17 is a bye. <laughs> <laughs> January football uh... for all. <laughs> no comment. I will say, to stick with the sudden theme, I think the Panthers are going to do some noodling here. In a good sense or a bad sense? Oh, in a good sense. Well, Sam grab New Orleans between the cheek and and the kind of gill, and just rip them out. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, for the listeners, Sam is the only one who's picked against the spread on our weekly predictions league and has gone Panthers. The rest of us have picked the Saints, which I am as much as I'm on the podcast as you can possibly imagine. It's a close game. The Panthers, they—they defensively they look improved. They've got some nice players there, and the Saints have lost. Um, the Saints have lost. Marshawn Lattimore had surgery. They lost their starting center, and um, oh, they lost. Uh, oh, what's his name? The pass rusher. Marcus uh, Davenport. Yeah, that's the one. I was thinking of the name. <laughs> I was thinking Marvin Humpelbink. <laughs> right, that's his name from now on in this podcast. He's Mar- <laughs> he's Marvin Humpelbink on the, the Sulp Show. Officially, the uh, the biggest th- this will be a fun watch though because it's the two best running backs in football right now um, for me. McCaffrey and Kamara. I think Kamara absolutely ripped the Packers to shreds, yeah. and McCaffrey just. I mean, obviously, the last couple of years he's had a bit of issues with his availability, but when he has the ball, he doesn't look slowed down. He looks like yeah. properly dangerous. He's I mean, just, to say yeah. he was that productive coming straight off, you know, fairly serious injury. I was going to contest that, and then I kind of, I think Derek Henry's on the decline anyway. You know, Alvin Cook's a non-starter. Wingundi. I mean, fight me, but also let's move on. Uh, where do we want to go next? I have... Uh, I should have been splashy and picked the Panthers for this game. I'm suddenly regretting that. I have... Yeah. This is going to be the Yatur Gross Matos game. <laughs> I have to catch you up somehow. <laughs> I have the taste of uh, Browns Texans in my mouth. Oh, the taste of Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Delicious. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in this game? Frankly, <laughs> like Rams are going to beat the Houston Texans. That's what's going to happen. I don't know. The Texans just kind of like they're playing a bit carefree right now, right? Nihilism does not account for it. Does not counteract talent. Nihilism and care being carefree. <laughs> Are not the same. It's a well known fact. If you think the Houston Texans are carefree rather than nihilistic, and you have not got your head screwed on. All you have to do is watch Philip Lindsay run the ball while repeating, I believe in nothing. (laughs) His eyes are dead. So is everyone's on the Texans. That's not true. Mark Ingram's still kicking. A handful of them are still kicking. The crazy part is, I always think about this earlier, which is why I mentioned it, but I'll mention it now. Say you're a Houston Texans fan that wants a player's shirt for this year. 
who no. who do you get? Amendola. Philip Lindsay. I I'd really love Philip Lindsay. I love Philip Lindsay too. I think he's been woefully undervalued. I'd, yeah, I wish he wasn't on the Texans. Amendola had a great game week one. <laughs> yeah, he played. Honestly, like they were airing it out, uh, but I can't even remember to who. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a selection like. I bet, I bet, I bet the regrets now for the Randall Cobb trade. <laughs> Crisis well, talks in Green Bay. <laughs> well, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do it so that they could be, so that they could be better on the field, did they? <laughs> oh, what Clearly the not. hell? Clearly do you want to know who caught a pass for the Texans last week? This is mental. <laughs> name name Brandon, all the names. Brandon Cook. Right. Brandon Cook went five for one thirty-two. Pharaoh Brown went 4 for 67. Amandola, 5 for 34. Chris Conley went 2 for 27. David Johnson, 3 for 18. Nico Collins, 1 for 7. And Rex Burkhead, 1 for 6. Rex Burkhead. (laughs) Yeah. Rushing the ball. Mark Ingram, 26 carries for 85 yards. And Lindsay carried it 8 times to 25. David Johnson, 3 for 10. And Tarod, 4 for 40. So... Oh, that's turgid. What a weird... <laughs> I know, but it, it looked good. Like it, I don't know. It, it's inexplicable. I know what you mean. I'd, watching it, I was like, wow. And Joey Sly, really got three for three on field goal attempts. So what, Fresh off of Ravens or whatever. Basically, what they've done is gone, these, <laughs> these players play to an NFL standard, so we've got them. <laughs> and they're just relying <laughs> them to play to an NFL standard. The, to be fair, the roster is... Is is deep, but it's not tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next man up is just the next guy of an NFL standard. They're just like, oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, a... it's like a, it's like a, like a used car lot full of just like O <laughs> four Honda Civics. It's like, yeah, <laughs> low tier like, NFL stars. They still work, and there's very little variation between them. <laughs> Just the idea that they're like every every jersey, like rather than stocking players, every jersey they're like, right, which name do you want me to sew? You know, <laughs> like it's not worth it's not worth buying any number of shirts in bulk. So you just gotta like get them sewed there just and have, then. Like, just have your favorite number and just next man up on the back. All <laughs> oh, right, you're right. The Browns should win. They, uh, they were very impressive against. Chiefs up until the point when they stop being impressive. There, no, but there is no reason to believe the Chiefs should not the Chiefs. Browns should not win this game. Except the won that game because they were the Chiefs, and the Browns had some uncharacteristic errors on their part, which I think will not be a problem against Houston. I don't want to. I don't want to like be too simplistic about this. But there is a precedent in the NFL for teams who are theoretically better than the other losing. <laughs> I don't think you need to be worried about being too technical on that one. <laughs> do, you, do you want it's to? It's not likely. I didn't pick the Texans to win this, but yeah. Do you want to fucking nut up and pick the Texans, or do you want to 
it's not it's not binary like there are picks that you can make that you're like yeah that's probably gonna happen and then there are picks this is binary that you there are picks that you make and you're like well i have a little more boostons are a frankenstein team yeah and frankenstein won frankenstein never won i'm on the side of the villagers with the pitchforks as per usual (laughs) and i'm on the side of the fragile beautiful monster (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, the Texans after at the start of every play, they are like, "Oh, why are we? Why did you put us together? <laughs> <laughs> why are we like Make this?" <laughs> Football teams have I been made on image. <laughs> if it was Frankenstein's monster, it'd just be like, you know how like the original was intended to be like the greatest of all parts. Yeah. He'd just be like an arm. He'd just be like, "Oh yeah, this is an arm I found. <laughs> this is a leg I found." <laughs> just Frankenstein's Nick person in the in the head office signing off for fifty three. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> right, fuck me. Right, the Houston Texans as a team are alive, and that's more than we expected from them at the start of the year. Ground in comfortably. From a from a comedic standpoint, I am just kind of excited for Dave and Cully kind of getting almost forced to to stay in this job because I'm sure he took it as a kind of you know as a lot. Yeah, I'll I'll be in this for two maybe three months at most, and I'll get like immense riches from it. Isn't he like then... eighty-five years old, and he's been trying yeah. to be a coach his entire life? I think he's. I think he's in his seventies. I don't think he's quite as far as eighty. Well, he's gonna die in the worst job in the NFL. I mean, I mean, you say that, but head coach of Jacksonville right now looks worse. Ooh. I think. He's... I think we should move. I think we should move oh, into division here. We should move into division here and go uh, Colts at Rams. One and oh, David Cully, baby. Hundred <laughs> percent best record. Colts, Rams, yeah, come on, the Rams should win this one. That um the Colts didn't didn't impress me in week one and Carson Wentz didn't look like the solution. No, he didn't he don't impress me much. He didn't look honestly like the problem again, but the solution he was not. He just looked like Bland starter material. He was yeah. He's two hundred fifty-one yards, two touchdowns. So it wasn't terrible, but the thing is, they just no one. There's no one on this Colts team who's going to step up and take the reins. Jonathan Taylor had six receptions for sixty yards, and that was they led that led them last week. And then Naheem Hines was second, also with six receptions. After that, it was. Zach Pascal had four receptions, but they were both touchdowns. So, like, who's the number one on this team? The, probably the running back, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the real question is who's the like who's the downfield player who stretches the field? It's meant to be Paris Campbell, isn't it? That says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Jack yeah, Doyle I mean, yeah, is still to be there being like the most. Jack Doyle is so mediocre. He's like a worse. Um, Kyle Rudolph, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he's more mobile, but I'd say he catches less. 
Mo Ali Cox has been threatening to be good for like four years straight and not quite done it yet. So we'll have to see. The Colts didn't impress me. The Rams did impress me. Wow. Matt Stafford came out flinging it. Although I will say again, they didn't make it that hard on him. No, no, I mean, the Bears yeah, were... that was the pressure was negligible, and the coverage was even more negligible. But yeah. in, in saying negligent. that. In saying that, the the bounce to simply not be in Detroit anymore was clear. Oh, we was walking on air. Yeah, just like how Jared Goff's bounce to be in Detroit was visible. <laughs> when you, <laughs> he just got into the collapsing spirit. He loves it. He's like um, he's like he's obviously like the California kid, but he's like one of those like bleeding heart liberals who romanticizes like the blue collar lifestyle. So he got to Detroit and he was like, finally going to roll my sleeves up and prove my worth as a man. And, well, he's done it. Anyway, Matt Stafford. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Like, there's, there has to be a point where kind of, you know, being motivated and kind of objectively enraptured cross. Matt Stafford looks like... Come on, Matt Stafford looks like he's just glad to be out in LA and the vitamin D seems to be doing his technique some absolute wonders because I'm not sure he's oh, getting any Detroit. A smile that I've never seen. Um, What else are we looking for in this game? Obviously a big performance from Hot Rod. I mean, how could you not look Obviously. for that? Um, I think Darius Leonard is going to be key for the Colts in because he's the play caller, isn't he? So I think he's going to be the the sort of the key for not being beaten by Sean McVay's scheme. Like the quarterback of the defense, it puts yeah the McVay scheme puts so much pressure on the linebackers because of how they move laterally. So that'll be where this game is won and lost. It'll be where whether the Colts linebackers can beat the scheming of the offense. Yeah, I've got some oh. questions about the. I've got some questions about their um, Xavier Rhodes and Rock Yassin, who are okay. They've got a man whose name is Bo P, like B O, and then a capital P, E T E. And I'm afraid to say, Lil Bo P is going to lose his man. Cooper Cup's going to go nuts. And <laughs> touchdown. Do they not? Do they still have Kenny Moore? They called. Yeah, somewhere? he is. He is still there, yeah. He's a very, very underrated slot corner anymore. So they'll have him matched up on... Cup, presumably. Cup. Yeah, whoever's in the slot on any particular play. But, yeah, I mean, the... The Colts have got Bobby Okariki, too, who's, yeah, also quite underrated. And then, yeah, they need they need Quitty Pay to be an impact player, like, Right now, because yeah. otherwise they're not going to be able to generate too much. Yeah, DeForest Buckner on his own. I mean, he does some, but it's difficult. They've got a guy called Grover. This isn't Sesame Street, mate. Grow up. <laughs> right. What's next? Um, should we say? Should we go on to Cards Vikings next? You know what this game reminds me of? Josh McCown. Um... Josh... <laughs> Why does this game remind you of Josh McCown? It's one of the all-time Paul Allen calls, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think it was 2003 or 2002, maybe? I love I love Paul Allen with 
all of my <laughs> purple love and heart, but he knows how to cut to the core of all Vikings fans. Yeah, it was Josh McCown. Um, I can't even remember who the receiver was, which was funny because I remember it was a classic play, but the receiver only got one foot in bounds. But because there was a force out rule, it, it counted. It was Nate. Nate Paul was the receiver. Nate Paul, and they gave him they gave him the key to the city of Green Bay, as I recall correctly. Um, <laughs> and Paul Allen, what was the call? The, the Paul Allen call was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much the sums Cardinals it up. Cardinals are not the Vikings on out of the playoffs. Yeah, that was it. That was that um that Vikings team started like seven and zero or something, didn't it? Yeah, that was just another another promising Vikings team that was. Canned in the playoffs, in like they, heartbreaking they fashion. The they didn't even make it to the playoffs because the Cardinals that that play knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs, and then knocked the Cardinals out of the number one overall pick. So unbelievable! <laughs> they just did it for the hell of it. <laughs> um, right, where where do you guys if, where do you guys stand on this game? Because I've predicted a Vikings upset because it's in my nature to do that. Of course you did. Well, yeah. to be fair, I predicted the Packers upset against the Lions, which we can talk about later. But, um, <laughs> no, but I don't know. I, if 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 the if the Vikings don't have, you know, um, Eric Hendricks. Well, that was hard to say for some reason. If they don't have like Everson Griffin and um, Hanson is Bar. the new Hunter around. Hunter Hunter's fine, yeah. To my knowledge, anyway, Hunter's fine. But without Kendricks, you're talking about Darius Leonard as like a captain. I mean, Kendricks is a real like glue guy for the defense, right? Yeah. yeah. And without him, big loss. I don't know. Like the Cardinals looked absolutely imperious on offense against the Titans. Oh, like God, Kyler Murray made plays that were just like, well, what, what, what do you do? How are you yeah. supposed to stop that? It's, yeah, I don't think it's impossible because the Cardinals have had games like that in the past and then come out looking not as good yes. the next week. But if they play on offense the way they did against the Titans mm-hmm. and if Chandler Jones heats up Kirk Cousins, like I don't see how they could lose, to be honest. Yeah. yeah unless unless the, the sort of the Pat Pete revenge tour kicks off. Oh my god. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, I'm afraid to say, is going to send Pat Pete to hell in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fully <laughs> I'm fully waiting it's for it to be happen. A real problem. Like I don't think he's going to show any mercy. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> you know the thing that the Vikings like it's it's a really to say like all the Cardinals have to do is play like they did last week. That's a pretty high bar, right? I mean, the Vikings I think are going to improve on last week, but I don't know if they can keep up with the Cardinals. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it would take a characteristically low week from the Cards and. Comparatively, high week from the Vikings. But... You know, you know that week, that time around week four, where Kirk realizes that the thing he's been trying to add to his game is damaging all the other parts of his game when he goes back to who he is, which is a fairly decent <laughs> downfield passer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, remember that time I took that wine making class and I forgot how to drive. <laughs> no, but last last year, if you remember, the thing was he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make more unscripted plays," and the Vikings was like, "Don't make and don't make unscripted. This is a this is a playbook tailored to your strengths. Stop changing your strengths." And then he went back to it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, 
just do that again. Like throw it throw it deep because Thielen and Jefferson are really good. Like that's that's the hope. It's got to come through the air. I will say like the the Cardinals on offense aren't very. They're not deep. They're not deep at all in their skill player positions. Like their running backs are Chase Edmonds and James Connor. Their receivers DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. I I don't know what he did last week, but I don't think he really set the world alight by any means. No. Christian Kirk had a nice game. Then they've okay. got Rondale Moore, the little the little guy from Purdue. <laughs> Rondale and Moore. Is a ba- based, <laughs> well, college based on the They're fact that end. our secondary is like slowing down. Like the main the main knock on the Viking secondary is that it's slow. Rondale Moore. The the concept of him is fucking terrifying. Read old. The, the Read tight old, ends yeah. are the tight ends are Max Williams and Demetrius Harris, right? This is a formation think... that barely uses tight ends. It's a spread, isn't it? So, like, if if, yeah, a, if a tight end sees the game, they're in there to block. I think more than anything. <laughs> mm. But also on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, they've got a few stars in, you know, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones. I say star in JJ Watt. You know, um, they've got some nice linebackers: Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, Marcus Golden, Buddha Baker, David Collins. Yeah. Oh yeah, David Collins too. Like, I don't know. The Cardinals could be. In, if you told me in like November that the Cardinals lost like three out of their four games in November or whatever, I wouldn't be stunned by that because they have got quite a shallow depth chart. But they should win this game. Yeah, I think they should. I think I think they should too. I hope they don't, but I think they should. Um, keeping on the theme of one of our teams, um, should we move to Tom's Steelers as they take on the Raiders? Yeah, they're they're going to get blown out by the Raiders, aren't they, sadly? Well, let's have a look, because you have picked a Steelers win. Yeah, I did. Because as much as me and Tom disagreed on who had a better defensive line out of Washington and Pittsburgh, I'm not going to say that the Pittsburgh defensive line isn't elite, right? They are going <laughs> to heat up Derek Carr, and I think if they can heat up Derek Carr, then the script kind of writes itself. But what I would say is the Raiders have a decent... Um, I think the Raiders have a, a better pass rush with Max Crosby and Yannick Ngokwe, although they won't be playing against Alejandro Villanueva every night. <laughs> but, I mean, Max, I like Max Crosby. I think he's um, I think he's a very underrated player. And, yeah, Ngokwe was okay for the Vikings and then oh, pretty good for the Ravens last year. So He's pretty good if for the Jags beforehand as well. Exactly. So if he can produce... Then they've got a decent pass rushing tandem, and that will cover up a world of hurt on the back end. Ngakwe is pure speed rush, though he is mm. woeful against the run. I mean, it's not going to matter in Pittsburgh because they can't still can't run the ball. But I'm, if Najee Harris doesn't show some explosion, this is one of my bugbears: is the Steelers just cranking out these plodding running backs? <laughs> <laughs> And they always have a number that's like 22 or 27 or 24 or something. And um, they always just, I'm always just watching them in a primetime game. Like, could I, could I please see someone good? Like, I, think, <laughs> I, I think Najee Harris would, is, is going to improve. But if he doesn't, I don't want to see him. Yeah, I really like Najee Harris. So I'm willing to give him time to develop. I have... I to again to to peel back the flaps of skin underneath the kimono. At this point, 
I um yeah. <laughs> I have picked the Raiders uh, as an upset in this game in our predictions league, and then Max earlier you said the words Derek Carr, and like the butt just fell out of my world. I was like, oh god, what have I <laughs> what have like, I done? Like, you just got like a bucket of ice. Oh like, <laughs> yeah. no. no, no. Right. I don't know. Like Derek Carr started. Yes, if if they play, if Derek Carr plays like he played in the first half, they don't stand a chance. But if he plays like they played in the second half, he stands a chance. I don't know how much of a chance it is, but it'll be interesting. And they need they need Josh Jacobs to be better. Yeah, I think. Look, it doesn't matter if they're passing or running. They're not going to have an easy time against the Steelers front. But if they can establish something of a run game, it's going to... I mean, that's just like a classic football truism, right? It's like, if you can have a run game, your offense will be better. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course it will. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they can't... What I'm saying is they can't rely solely on Carr to beat the Steelers. Damn straight. Um, shall we move on to the 49ers versus the Eagles? Yeah. Two teams were slightly weird... Not chaotic necessarily. Well, the Fortnite's definitely had a chaotic time. Um, the Eagles definitely outplayed my expectations, and the Forty ers kind of did. And then they had that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of willing to write off the whole Lions comeback thing because I think, you know, you had some weird stuff happen, like that Debo fumble, the Kittle fumble on the onside kick. You know, yeah. obviously Jason Verrett had left the game. I think what I would take him. Of, out of it is they are shallower defensive back and without Verrett they can be beaten more easily I mean whether I don't think I don't think Jalen the... Hurts and Jalen Rager are going to go mental I don't know I mean but you're forgetting a certain someone JJ of course <laughs> out of all um, of the guys there what was interesting was Miles Sanders had a good game um and having Jalen Hurts has is gonna help with the run game because he, he carries his own threat of running, so if they're gonna run any, you know, read options and things like that, then they can maybe find some joy there. Yeah. I don't know what the I mean, like I mean, look at like DeAndre Swift and um Jamal Williams had field days against the Niners defence. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's, it's not as it's certainly not as, as deep as it once was. Something there, maybe to be said, but I don't know. The Niners were a better team, like all around better team. But yeah. maybe the Eagles will. I mean, when we did our hot seats thing, um, I had Sirianni as maybe like the most likely because of all that stuff that happened. But when you start winning, it doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like it matters anymore, right? It makes everything better. So yeah, I mean, I if, don't if think if my, if my Lata and Sayamali play well on the offensive line. They've got Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson. If they've got a good offensive line, then that could be a potent offense. They're really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much more to say about this. I think that I think the issues for Sirianni will resurface at them some point this season. Like I certainly don't think that Philly are a, jug- <clears throat> a juggernaut or anything like that. But I could see them being tasty in this game, but ultimately losing. But I think that yeah. the, I think that the forty nine what the forty nine has proved. Uh, yeah, on Sunday is that they are on, they are shallow again. Yeah, we'll see. The Eagles have Anthony Harris. When did that happen? Was that this off season? 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got the, the Eagles defensively have not they don't look too bad. I forgot Ryan Carrigan was there now. Can who are their linebackers? Because if if I remember if I remember correctly, Philly are always so talent poor at linebacker. Yeah, they've got Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson, and Gennard Avery. So Eric Wilson was decent last year, but I can't say I can't say I've heard great things about the other two. The front is decent though. Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Siobhan Hargrave, and Brandon Graham, who we've already praised this year, and yeah, Carrigan. Um, and Josh Sweat at the backup edge rushers. So I will say yeah, this. Maybe... Apparently Ryan Kerrigan is due to miss this week for personal reasons. I don't know why. I just saw it on a on an injury list. But, I mean, he's not a starter, so... No. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think that the, the Eagles have won one game and are maybe the team who were, I've changed my thoughts on the most just because I was so down on them. In the preseason, they win one game, and I'm like, "Yeah, they, they might be cooking with no, yeah, not like look, going really many. good compared to." I mean, the Cowboys are always going to look great on offense, but compared to the rest of the NFC East teams, they look great. We'll see. And the Niners, yeah, offensively came out absolutely slain. They're probably going to get well. They're definitely going to get more out of Brandon Ayuk this week. Probably a bit more out of Kittle in terms of running back. We've said it. It doesn't really matter who they've got back there. Yeah. You know, they'll, point, they'll produce whatever the... I wonder if Trey Sermon will be... If Trey Sermon's inactive this week, I'll probably drop him in fantasy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it caught we'll a lot see. of people out, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't start him, of course, but he might have been a bit of a sleeper because because of the Shanahan effect of whoever gets the hot hand is going to get like 115 on the ground, so... Mm-hmm. He is a good player, though, Trey Sermon. I was surprised to see him as a scratch. but uh, We'll see. It's very Shanahan to have a stable there. So, Absolutely. Speaking of Shanahan teams, should we move to his old stomping ground and go Bucks at Atlanta? Yeah, I think... I mean... I mean, this one, seems, this one seems like one we could have blown through fairly quickly. I don't know, yeah, I... But... I think there's more to this game. I don't think the Falcons, I don't think the Falcons like can be theater. as bad. I do like the theatre, yeah. Yeah, no, but you like theatre, whatever the arena may be. You just they want had, the Falcons to win. They had, a, they had a similar game to the Packers, like, in terms of the way that things got out of control last week, and, like, it just all snowballed, but they're not going to be able to run the ball against anyone this year. I don't, let alone this Bucks team. No. So, Matt Ryan's going to be throwing it a lot. We'll, we'll see. It wouldn't really shock me if Calvin Ridley has like a monster game, but the Falcons lose by twenty-eight points. Right? I mean, you forget that the. I mean, the Bucks are strong at safety, but you forget that they are now very thin at corner. Yeah. After the Sean Murphy bunting injury. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think. I think the Bucks. I think the Falcons might have. You know, like how the Cowboys had, obviously, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb racking up yards. I think the Falcons might have a big games out of Calvin Ridley. And, I don't know, maybe Kyle Pitts gets a few more targets. I wouldn't mind that, necessarily. <laughs> to see what this <laughs> new new weapon in the NFL is all about, Kyle Pitts. Exactly. I, yeah. I wonder how long Arthur Smith is going to stick with the run game, because he ain't got Derek Henry no more. He ain't got the time I mean, to go offensive line. Yeah, how long can you 
just use the most prodigious receiving high end in, you know, 20 years for blocking. <laughs> you make a fine I mean, point, Sam. Even if it was poorly constructed and strangely put. <laughs> I'm here for baby. <laughs> no, I... Yeah, I part... Sorry, Max. I was going to say, what's the Bucks' weakness? Yeah, the cornerback group, but maybe the run game isn't that good, but... Uh... I think the personnel oh, I... isn't that good. They, they can they can move people off the, off the O-line, but I don't think the Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette are truly exciting. No, but they should win this game, shouldn't they? It should be quite comfortable. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a little prediction here. Rookie breakout for Joe Tryon. I think two sacks for Joe Tryon in this game. Uh, Sorry, Joe Tryon Shoyinka. <laughs> I think um, I think we're going to see a big game from Calvin Ridley because yeah, he'll he'll torch whoever's on him. I think, and um, I don't think they've got anywhere else to go in this game. I so, hope we see a good game from Calvin Ridley because I have him in every fantasy league I'm in. <laughs> I changed my mind. We're going to see a big game out of Carl Pitts. <laughs> Right then, um, shall we move on to Seahawks Titans? This is just a game of this is a game of NFL football. I don't know, like <laughs> surely, know, this, surely week two is easy. too early to be quite so. No, it's just like for some reason, although the Seahawks are often quite good and the Titans have been quite good the last couple of years, for some reason this game evokes like the least emotion in me out of any of them. Like. Uh, I am totally bored no. of the Seahawks in all forms. I, I am I am in agreement there. Like I'm Yeah, ambivalent mm-hmm. at best to the Seahawks. But like Derek really Henry's like in this game, game, like Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. The Titans need a bounce back, because if Derek Henry gets suppressed again, then they're gonna the whispers are gonna become louder. I mean the Seahawks, I think we know what we're going to see. Probably big games from Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Yeah. And defensively, they'll probably be fine. And um, everyone will just go home. And that'll be it. Drink. No emotion. Drink no some coffee, no hatred. some seafood, go home. Yeah. When you say big games, like week one, like Russ did not throw the ball a lot. Like they made good plays out of when he did, but... It's not like this is the the let Russ cook offense of early twenty twenty. Yeah, we're gonna get one. Uh, we're gonna get one seventeen and two for Tyler Lockett, and seventy eight for DK Metcalf. Yeah, they didn't have to get out of fourth gear to beat the Colts, did they? Really? So like, yeah, yeah second gear. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they they could have done a lot more. They just did it. I mean, it was it was Pete Carroll's dream, wasn't it? Just like keeping his cards close to his chest for another week yep. about what he actually has. They've been living in they've been living in the same dimension on offense for like five years. And quietly like the entire defense is different now from, from what it was back in the Legion of Boom days. Like I mean there are guys here who you're like when did that happen? Like when did Kerry Hyder join the Seahawks? <laughs> Why is um what's his name? Tracy Walker here. Is Tracy Walker at the Seahawks? Exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, who are these dudes? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, we'll see. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward win. 
for the Seahawks. I think so too. I'm just checking. Uh, Tom picked the Titans for a win, but he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Clownery. <laughs> uh, the next one. Yeah. Uh, ra- ramping up in the interest now. Um, Chargers Cowboys has the makings of a fine game. This game very exciting. Yeah. Is it just because we like the Chargers so much, though? I think so. This is the best quarterback match of the season so far. <laughs> of the two weeks available. Exactly. But, 32 games. So... <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll allow it. It's, in a t- it's minimum top three percentage of quarterback matchups. So, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a... Well, I say definitely. All right. If I can... I, I imagine it's... It's going to be a fun game to watch, right? Like, Justin Herbert... And Mike Williams had the hookup for Keenan Allen as well last year, so... They're, they're deep uh, last on offense. Plus there's this guy, is it Donald Parham for the um, Chargers that everyone is saying is the next big breakout tight end? I can't take him seriously if his name's Donald Parham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway... He sounds like, a, he sounds like, a, like, like an a, insurance broker from the Midwest. Village councillor in the UK. <laughs> he's, I think he's a six foot eight matchup nightmare. <laughs> oh, well, you can be that. Uh, you can be that, and you can be a matchup nightmare around the council roundtable. So, I think that the biggest thing for me in this game is that if Zeke does not get more than like sixty-five rushing yards. Yeah, twenty rushes for one hundred and twelve yards. Like anything less than that, alarm bells are ringing. For me, yeah. And... I mean, Eckler didn't have any targets last week, which is very—I'm sure—a very unpleasant surprise for a lot of people. Um, but he did. But... Well, he did well on the ground. Yeah, he did do well on the ground, and the Cowboys lost to Marcus Lawrence. Uh, Randy Gregory's got COVID, so. Who's going to step up and stop him? I mean, Micah Parsons, maybe? We might see Micah Parsons popping up around the around the field, just making stops, but... Imagine uh, imagine paying all that money to Jalen Smith only to see him become irrelevant because you got Micah Parsons. Classic Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's like the Cowboys always take care of their own. It doesn't matter. Like, Imagine paying all that money to like Sean Lee and Jeff Heath. Only to not replace them, right? <laughs> at least they're learning. At least they're them. Um, yeah, I think. I just, I just hope both of these teams stay healthy, like because I want to watch them play like all season. So I just hope the result doesn't really matter that much to me. Although I think I did, I think I picked the Cowboys, just because I think they might be a very good offense again, and although. The Chargers are going to be better on defense than they were last year. They're still kind of got some uncertainty about them being Chargery, so we'll see. Maybe the Cowboys win this one like thirty-four to thirty-two or something. That'd be that'd be lovely. I'd like that. Yeah, I just want to see a good game. I have no vested interest in this game other than to enjoy it. All right, next. Yeah, I hope this one's on the, on the telly over here because I'd like to watch this one as well. <laughs> Uh, the next game we've got is you know what you were saying about the best QB battle of the uh, the games 
We yeah. do. We do have Ravens Chiefs We've next. Got oh, sorry. Versus God. Hey, hey. Sorry. We've got a game to go. Max is Max is over. Um, Patrick Mahomes sorry, I now. Ed was talking about the best quarterback matchups of the week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers belongs nowhere near it with his. Oh, shut up. Didn't have a drive longer than 30 yards. When he does, come talk to me. Um, in the meantime, we're talking Ravens-Chiefs. At least the Packers didn't waste an extra hour of my life last week just to lose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, in yep. fact, they managed to... At least get it over and done. They, they allowed me to enjoy Browns versus Chiefs, so I'm grateful for that. Anyway, talking of the Chiefs, the Ravens, this one to me is a totally foregone conclusion because the Chiefs always beat the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about as much thought as I put into it. Like, what happens is the Chiefs build up a, like, three-score lead, and then towards the end of the game, the Ravens tack on a couple of scores and make it look closer than it was, but... Yeah, I don't know, Steve Spagnuolo's gonna get Frank Clark and Tora Matthew back, and although I do still have concerns about the Chiefs' defence, which were evident last week, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think this is gonna be the team to, to take advantage of them. When I you... think... When you can score on seven of ten possessions, you don't mind other teams scoring on six of ten possessions. It's like a, it's an incredible luxury to have a below, below par defense and still win shootouts, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I think this one's probably going to be quite one sided. Um, the Chiefs will probably be up at half time from like thirty one to ten. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be one of those games against like a, not. Great Raiders pass rush. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that concerned. Uh, does anyone have? Does anyone have any more analysis, hot takes about this game? Yeah, or should we move on to Monday Night Football? Who's playing for the Ravens in this game? Because they've got some injuries, haven't they? Um, uh, I dare say, yeah. Running back, what Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell. I think on the Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley's doubtful for this game. <sighs> imagine, and imagine then... Alejandro Villanueva being your only starting tackle. Oh, imagine they line up Chris Jones against Villanueva. That's going to be. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marquise Brown and Devin Duvernay are both questionable. Mm. So we're going to see the seven game. <laughs> you mean the you mean the the Ravens whole punt return coverage depth? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. Um, Latavius Murray, uh, the fact that they signed Devonta Freeman and Le- Le'Veon Bell, um, I think got demoted from the fifty three. That is, there's no coming back from that, isn't there? So quietly, and. Uh, just like malevolently, malevolently in the night, I think Le'Veon Bell's NFL career just ended. <laughs> and, much and it's just over like that because they signed a totally also washed up Devonta Freeman. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, maybe losing your job to Devonta Freeman in 2021. That's going to be rough. I wouldn't even want to lose my job at the council to Devonta Freeman in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move I don't, on. I think Monday Night Football. One night, to, one game to go. We've had an incredibly tight show. Packers Lions. See us out, Max. If Packers, okay. If the Packers lose this one, I will 
panic, okay? I'll officially <laughs> panic. Because, I mean, to be fair, it's like we say, the Packers always lose what you, you said the Packers always lose one to the Lions like every year. And it's possible that they do lose it. What um, a time to lose it, though. If, if, they, if they lose it and they don't look significantly better, then I will panic. What about right. if they lose it but do look significantly better? Then I'll still be unhappy, <laughs> but I won't have my hair on fire. <laughs> like, I'll be like... I mean, yeah. It'll be the last dance. They mean the last dance before they are fired from this organisation. It'll, it'll lower the, the Packers' ceiling and the floor if they lose, regardless of how they play. But, I don't know, the Packers have had seasons before where they start like crap and kind of heat up towards the end. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers wants to trade, he needs to show that he's still got some value. Um, so, let's see. It's up to him, right? So, do you think do you think that his poor play last week was on purpose to try and force a move away? No. <laughs> no, that's that's a ridiculous suggestion that he played The Green Bay Packers. It's up to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the his how he plays obviously is up to him. Um, but I don't think he would ever. I think that's a ridiculous suggestion that he played poorly on purpose because I think he hates losing, like most people do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they've got an agreement in place in theory that they'll trade him at the end of the year or whatever, then it doesn't matter how he plays, right? Like, <laughs> it's up to the organization. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, if he wants to go out and deliver a top five pick on the way out, like Curtis Painter, then that's up to him. But I think the Lions are a dangerous team because DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams had such good games and the Packers look so bad against the run. That is a real source of concern. Like, defensively, I don't think the Lions are going to be anything to write home about. I think the Packers will have a lot more joy on offense, but the defense looked miserable. Like, they looked unprepared. They looked uncoordinated. They looked slow, um, undisciplined. <laughs> Who's the DC in Green Bay now? Max Barrio. Who's that? Sorry, Max. Joe Barry. Ah, again over. I think he was with Sean McVeigh. Um, but like, oh, it it. How many DBs does he like on the field? As, um, they play a base nickel, I think, which is sort of the standard in the NFL these days, isn't it? So yeah, I can't. Was it Mike Nolan where their base was the dime? Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like if they fire Joe Barry, they'll bring that in. But um, <laughs> yeah, they they have yeah they they would have five DBs out there. So and the thing is, they're pretty good DBs as well. It's in theory, it's Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, the first-round pick, Chandon Sullivan in the slot, and then Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And we've seen that those guys are, like, all right. Each one of them is okay, so... Well, yeah. other than Stokes, but... I think... He had a couple of decent plays. But, like, there were there were plays where... It looked like the Cowboys last year, where they were, like, lining up, and no one knew who was picking up who, and you just had wide-open receivers. For me, the the worry is the safeties with that because like it's the safeties' job to sort that out. So I don't know. I mean, we could see points in this. Like we we probably will see points in this game. I don't think it'll finish nil nil. No. 
<laughs> or, or, or even 1-0. I don't think it will finish 1-0 either. Do you not think it will finish 1-0? <laughs> no, I think it will be a score draw. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it at a 35% chance at 1-0. <laughs> no, I think it's probably going to finish 3-2 for the Packers. <laughs> a field goal and a safety. <laughs> a high-scoring high affair. Oh, we're talking about gridiron. Oh, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the Packers will... I still think the Packers will come good. But there's certainly... I can't say it was like... I can't say I feel better about them after week one. I feel significantly worse about them. But, yeah, like last year against the Bucks, they had that game. And the year before that, if you remember, against the Chargers, they had that game where they just got the doors blown off them. So... Yeah, they have games where everything goes wrong, which isn't really a feature that you want to have in your team, but if they have 11, 12 other games where most things go right, they're going to be around there, aren't they? So So fingers crossed the Lions win. The Lions win. The Packers have the most approved in week two of any team. Oh, definitely. Without a shred of a doubt. We'll see. Join me in the gutter. I don't know. It it would be funny if the Packers were bad this year, wouldn't it? Because... They've been when good, but they've never won it. So it would be refreshing to be bad. In the 12 subsequent years. I'll tell you what, fellas. It has been an absolute pleasure this week to speak to the two of you. Yeah. You sounded like that guy from Conehead. I don't know. I don't know that. Reference. It has been a pleasure to speak to you both. <laughs> it has been a pleasure to speak to you both. I very much Isn't enjoyed Conehead it. Conehead that guy from Silent Hill? Yeah, that's that's my knowledge of Conehead. What? No, Pyramid Head. That's Pyramid Head. <laughs> All right then. I don't believe that's his actual name. Just for the record, I think that might be a a colloquialism. All right. Well, from yeah, three of us, names like Gareth Davies. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm trying to end the podcast because Sam needs to go. <laughs> All right, just end it here. Um, Bye, everyone. Bye. Stop, stop talking about random Welshmen called Gareth Davies. Let's move this on. <laughs> okay. um, Enjoy hey. week two, guys. It's going to be a lovely show for us all. Yeah. Bye. Follow us on Twitter. Aww.